Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Rand is not the only one who might die next year, or next month. We might too. Times are not what they were, and we cannot be either. If you sit and wish for what you want, you may not see the side of the grave. Nynaeve Chapter 6, The Shadow Rising. Hello and welcome back. I am here in person (laughs) with my good friend Tracy. I am here in person with my good friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast. Today, jumping back into the Shadow Rising, okay. chapters six through nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're start. We're starting to amp up a little. It's it's that slow. We're getting somewhere. It's just slow. It's happening. <laughs> I'm just always impatient for the battles. I'm impatient for like all the things that like are coming. Yeah. These chapters end on such a high note that I know that next week is going to be like mm. Mm. surprised Pikachu face. Painful and amazing and fun. At least I hope and I won't be let down because that happens sometimes. But yeah. Do we want to start with our chapter summary right away? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So chapter six is Doorways. Rand is at the top of Moraine's shit list, but Elaine is total heart eyes forever for the guy, and it's tearing her up. Moraine shares some of the information she has with the three hunters of the Black Aja, as well as a portion of her plans, but a path to take still feels incredibly elusive. Yeah. Yeah. First thing that, I guess, made me kind of like, I don't know, I internally like chuckled was when Moraine kind of gets blindsided by this question, like, have you ever been in love, Moraine? (laughs) Was it Egwene or Elaine? It was was Egwene asking asking Moraine, like, a small child who knows better. You know what I mean? Like, why would any woman ask an adult woman if she had ever been in love? Maybe she was, like, feeling for what's possible like what what can become of something of this if you're an Aes Sedai okay 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 because I was like haven't I mean haven't we all hopefully at some point had an opportunity to be in love whether it's like love you can have or love that you can't have like hasn't that just like I don't know that's how I looked at it where I was like she's it felt condescending on the behalf of a queen towards Moraine and I didn't (laughs) like it. Well there was another moment next chapter where I was like what? (laughs) Where it was kind of the same reaction from me. Okay I want to know what that is when we get there. But Moraine's response to this where she's like (laughs) I know the face of the man I will marry better than either you know your future husband. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what? Who? Who, Moraine? Tell us. Tell us. It's suddenly become like slumber party time Mm -hmm. and we're talking about boys. 
And Maureen, of course, is like, that's not, that wasn't to start talking about boys. That was just to let you know, I have an idea of what you're talking about. Let's please move on to the things that are actually important. Poor thing. Yeah, this chapter is mostly the ladies. Mm -hmm. Got Nynaeve, Egwene, Mm -hmm. Elaine, Moraine. And there's a lot about the stubbornness of men and the even more stubbornness of the woman from the two rivers. Like <laughs> That was really funny when it opens up and Nynaeve is like, two rivers, women never have problems with two rivers men. And Aguina's like, wait, what? What? Okay. <laughs> Things I, I had not known. I love that. I don't know. I mean, Egwene comes from such a, I feel like, strong family Mm -hmm. and she has such a really good support system and I feel like even from the beginning with the Ravens chapter Mm -hmm. like you know who Egwene is going to be and Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever changes like she is just she's the same person she's the best little water carrier ever or she's going to be yeah and I think Nynaeve she obviously there's you know she has moments it's Mm -hmm. go she changes I feel like quite a bit but I always wonder if like I know that there's such a thing as like an unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. where it's like you're just in the head of people when they're being completely delusional like Mm -hmm. Nynaeve saying like two rivers women never have problems with two rivers men like is that just because, like, that's what she wants to believe, or that's just what she's saying to, like, one-up Moraine? I think it's the second one. And I think she's kind of, like, driving herself in between Moraine and Land's relationship like a wedge here. Like, maybe she's looking to kind of, like, be like, Moraine, like, I can control someone mm-hmm. that you can't, like... I don't think that she knows, like, what can be. Mm -hmm. Because I think she sees Lan as, like, forever Mm Moraine's. And at this point, she's just, I don't know, trying to find something. Like, you know, like, tonguing over a loose tooth. Mm -hmm. Like, trying to figure out what she can do or say to kind of give herself a better opportunity with Lan. Like, I just, I just Mm -hmm. don't know. Because sometimes, too, it feels like it's all over like she has lost hope with mm-hmm. Lan. So it's it's interesting these relationship mm-hmm. these relationships that are being kind of found and tested in these chapters. Mm, that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And it happens I think almost every single chapter this week, mm-hmm. even the ending, the chapter that we end up on, that's a whole nother relationship of WTF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, like this this chapter six doorways. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what are we, what do we got going on here? I feel like I read this way too long ago. I think the only because I had the same reaction. I read this on the plane on the way over, so that's like a week ago, and I read over it a little bit yesterday to kind of look at notes, but mm. I still kind of came out, and I was like, I think. I think the main thing on this one is the revelation of the doorway. Yeah. The redstone doorway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because Rand is trying to find his way, mm-hmm. and Moraine is saying he's just sitting here, he's not doing anything, yeah. he's, his head is in a book, Yep. and he needs to get up off of his ass yeah, and she, move. What does she say? She's like, he spends too much time, or he doesn't spend enough time doing one thing, and he spends too much time reading. And I was like, Moraine, there is no such thing as too much time reading. But that's... Yeah. That's just me. So, and I mean, that's where I always go to find my answers is in reading. So I understand that she feels frustrated because she's afraid he's going to like twist himself around Mm -hmm. to doing something that Moraine doesn't think that he should be doing because she's very much like pushing for him to make a move on Ilian because that's where Samael is. And so... She's like, war is going to come, whether Rand wants it or not, whether he does anything or not, and it's better for him to be, like, on the defense than on the offense. We have war Mm -hmm. being talked about. We have Mazarum Taim being talked about as one Mm -hmm. of the... Amiko and Joya are captured Black Aja members, Mm -hmm. are being interrogated gently gently interrogated baby like interrogated almost it feels like because it's like csi the stone of tear <laughs> i mean compared to what like the lords of tear would do you know they they are doing the most i don't know gentle form of interrogation which i'm you know i'm not a fan of torture so yeah we've got Black Aja questioning. Oh, yeah. This is also where Elaine comes in and she's all upset. And Egwene is like, what's wrong, Elaine? And Elaine is like, and Egwene and Elaine figure out that Elaine is in love with Rand, but Egwene is in love. Bear Lane. Bear Lane is who they were talking about. That's right. Bear Lane is the best character that's not even in this chapter, but she is talked about a lot. She is, and not <laughs> very nicely. Oh my. No, no. And we get this quote from the very beginning where Nynaeve has been kind of, she's seen what's going on here. Mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. She has eyes and a brain, and she's mm-hmm. like, look, I know what's happening, Elaine, and, like, shoot your shot, you know? Right, shoot yeah. Shoot your shot with Rand. Yeah. Like, Aguin and Elaine have that moment where she's like, I only love him like a brother, I wish you the best of him, but then the three of them seem to go about, like, making a plan on how to pass Rand off, almost like a package, to another woman. And I still just don't know how I feel about that. Is that is that something that people do? I, okay, okay, that's how I, I feel too. I'm like, there must it must be somewhere. Like, I'm sure people do this, but for me, girl code is is like, if at any point you are crushing on a guy that your friend has been involved with or whatever, blah blah blah, he is off limits. And I know that Elaine doesn't have a lot of option in this because the pattern and whatnot, but at the same time, I don't know. It works out well because Aguina's like, yes, I'm done with him, that's fine, but, yeah. We also have that, like, book excerpt that, uh, 
Moraine brings up something about like a Kandori translation. Um, and I liked this because it is really obscure. But mm-hmm. if you're on a reread, not so much. And that makes it kind of fun to be like, oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what that means. I like that. Yeah. And we've also got a lot of information about the wealth that is being hidden mm-hmm. in Tyr. Yes. They have storerooms of just <clears throat> gaggles of Turangrial, Sa'angrial, yep. Angrials of every Grial. All the Grials mm-hmm. are there. Mixed with a lot of rubbish that could maybe perhaps be one of those. Um, and we also get, I think it's Elaine's very first point of view, this chapter. Is it in this chapter or is it in chapter seven? Oh, no, this is this is all her POV, yeah. right? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and she's getting this kind of internal, like, we're, we're getting to know Elaine mm-hmm. by what she might be talented in because mm-hmm. she's saying when she's in the storeroom, mm-hmm. she was thinking about channeling, but she was fearful to channel amongst all of this stuff because she wasn't quite sure what the repercussions, how things would work mm-hmm. amongst all of this garbage, Angriol, Terangriol, Saangriol, all the Griols. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's pretty smart of her. Like, I probably would just would have been, like, totally feather-brained and just, like, channeled and burned myself out or turned into a cinder or something, you know? Like, the fact that she even thought of it. Also, when Maureen is talking about war... And Nynaeve is like, what makes this war any cleaner, any better? And Moraine looks at Elaine to explain it because she can see that Elaine has figured out why this has to happen. So we also see Elaine's raising, like how her mom has raised her to look at certain situations. And I think that that's kind of cool that we bring her teaching out from her time as the daughter heir. And she's just, she's... She's more than just a pretty face, Marlene. Can you elaborate for a minute? Because I totally sure. forget what part you're talking about. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So Moraine starts talking about he, how Rand has to face the Dark One. And then Elaine's response is, any war is useless, then faltered as comprehension suddenly filled her. And then Moraine looks at her and is like, Yep, your mother started teaching you early. Tell us what's going on. And Moraine is like, she kind of goes after, no, Nynina goes after Moraine. And then Moraine comes back and asks Elaine. And that's when she, like, it says she shook her head. She did not want to be the one to explain this, but she was not sure even her mother sitting on the lion throne could have kept silent under Moraine's compelling dark eyed stare. War will come whether Rand begins it or not, she said reluctantly. And then she goes to like this big like paragraph of like what all is happening, what will happen, like the destruction and um unrest mm-hmm. that's basically like all over the Westlands at this time. Like it doesn't matter what Rand does or doesn't do, all of the bad things are already still happening. And she sees it. But Aguin and Nynaeve do not. Because they weren't raised in a palace. So they don't have that kind of like national, international dealings 
as far as like their history and what to expect come through. Did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Okay, I just I like I like that about Elaine because it again comes in again later on where like her experience as the daughter heir comes in really handy for another character later on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, should we jump into the next chapter? Yeah. Okay, so chapter seven, playing with fire. Now that Egwene and Nynaeve have decided to give Rand to Elaine, they have put a plan together to make that happen. Elaine and Egwene, can you tell how I felt about this as I was writing it? (laughs) Elaine and Egwene go to his chambers under the guise of helping him learn to channel, but really they are there to exchange ownership of the guy. Things do not go according to plan. Yeah. So, as mentioned previously, Elaine is still mildly distraught over the whole Bear Lane mm-hmm. situation and her being in Rand's quarters mm-hmm. because how improper. How improper. How improper. Yeah. And her and Egwene show up at Rand's door. The maidens let, or his guards let him, them through. Mm-hmm. And we've got this whole like, we're gonna we're gonna help you right now and teach you how to channel. Right. Even though everyone says only you a man can only teach another man to channel. Yeah. They believe that they can do it, mm-hmm. and they're here for him, and they're gonna give it a go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rand is. You know, absolutely suspicious. Of like, course. I think he was like, yeah. is this, are you here for something else? Did Moraine send you? What kind of trickery is happening? Mm-hmm. And he's all like, hey, instead of that, because I know that's useless, how about you look at this book for me? And did you guys learn anything about the old tongue when you were in the White Tower? Like, This books. really upset me. Yeah? Because they both, like, kind of give each other the eyes like no neither of us have learned how to talk in the old the tongue we know nothing we know nothing and this could have been really important stuff could have been really helpful i mean they actually could have helped him instead of i mean we do get one revelation around this experience where rand can we discover that rand can feel goosebumps when a woman is channeling. Mm -hmm. And initially he's like, I can't help it. I just think about a woman channeling and it gives me goosebumps. And they're like, the green stops channeling. And then Elaine Elaine starts starts channeling. And he's like, see, I thought about it and I have goosebumps again. And they're like, ha ha, we have discovered something. Which is something. Because I really don't think that the Red Aja were ever really interested in finding out if any of the men that they had captured could tell if a woman was channeling or not. So this is kind of actually a big deal and is going to be really helpful for Rand, I think. Yeah, we have this... I really... Not a fan of this chapter, but... Mm -mm. No. Rand pinches one of them... On the bottom. Egwene... I don't know what weave or what it was supposed to be, but it hurt Rand so bad that he's limping now. It was Elaine who did it. And then Rand lifts them up into the air. Mm -hmm. And... Because Egwene says, do something that's not childish. She's like, instead of goosing us, 
like, why don't you do something useful? Like, do something with Sadine. And he, like, loses it. And he's like, do something? You want me to do something? And so he does. He sets shit on fire. He gets the tables to dance. He turns some statue into a long thing of silver and gold cloth. Like, there's, oh, he explodes his mattress again. Like, he just goes, every flow he can possibly think of, just everything just kind of goes utterly haywire it's a very like beauty and the beast (laughs) moment (laughs) where i feel like things are just like flying in the air and dancing about Mm -hmm. only with like a way darker (laughs) undertone to it like there's no be our guest here this is (laughs) more like try to survive before you get out of here yeah and then there's also i believe a moment here when I can't remember how it's brought up, but Rand says something about Moraine, and Egwene's like, Look at me, Rand. Moraine would be whimpering on the floor if she were channeling as much as I were channeling right now. Uh, that is actually one of the moments that I... It, I always loved reading that, when she says that she would be whimpering on the floor or insensible if she tried to hold as much as I hold now. And then she says, it was true that she had never before rated the Aes Sedai's ability so closely. And I was like, wow, what a feeling. What a feeling. I wonder if she would be that bold. If Moraine were in the room? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I don't think... I mean, Moraine can't lie. So I don't think that, you know, she would be able to be like, no, you can't. Because it's obvious that she can. But just because she can channel that much doesn't mean that Moraine doesn't know, like, a gajillion tricks that a queen doesn't know right now. So, Moraine may not yeah, be as re- strong. They really, they really are kind of novices. Like, I mean, they <laughs> just, they, mm-hmm. they were in the tower, what, a week? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, a long weekend, maybe, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, but it's interesting, too, though, just how it's almost like the tower just rubs off on women, where it's like, <laughs> you know, like, as soon as there's that relationship of belonging to the tower, you mm-hmm. kind of just become something else. And mm-hmm. yeah, and they're pretending to be Aes Sedai right now. Right. I think Maureen and maybe Rand, Matt. Perrin are the only ones that maybe know they're not full Aes Sedai. Tom. Yeah. Lan. Lan. <laughs> I was thinking possibly loyal, but possibly not. Like, not quite sure how much the gear know about, like, the inner workings of the tower. But what I thought was really, like, after Gween mentions how much stronger than Moraine she is, she says to Rand, you are... As strong as I, I know it. She doesn't say, you are probably stronger than me because you're the dragon reborn. She says, you are as strong as I am. And I guess I get it. Like, her and Elaine and Nynaeve have all had, like, this huge fuss made out of them. They're going to be the strongest channelers in a thousand years and blah, blah, blah. She doesn't even realize at this point, I think, that Nynaeve is much stronger than her. I don't think she does. And so I was like, why would you think that he is just as strong as you? 
It's interesting. Like, you know? It's interesting how they're already sizing each other up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is the thing that happens in the tower. Mm-hmm. So, And, I mean, they're kind of, that's exactly what they're trained to do, too, is, like... Well, not until... They go through... Not until you're, you're test for the shawl. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think, don't they say it's, like, discouraged among the accepted to do that? that? Yeah. Yeah. New spring. Yeah. New spring. Her and Elaine, when they have that moment when Rand has them up in the air and all the chaos is happening, he has them shielded, like both of them shielded at the same time as all of that stuff is going on. It's interesting because she's like, of course she's upset. This completely makes sense that she would be upset about this. But she told Rand to do something, you know, like she kind of pushed him and she knows she's always been able to push him. so. Maybe, maybe don't push him? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, they've been apart, though, you know? Yes. I don't know if Egwene really knows, like, what all he's gone through. Yep. And And she's still, you know, like, I guess, like, you could just say Mm -hmm. that she's kind of going back to old times and just figuring, like, she can rib him as as she did and he would stay like the gentle affable young boy, boy. He, he had been before right. she even says that like one of her thoughts as they're being let into his rooms is how many months before then since she had seen him last enough for his face to have grown harder for the openness that had once been there to fade he moved differently too a little like land a little like the ideal yeah. So she's seeing this change. I also kind of have to wonder how much Egwene actually wants to see those changes in her friends and in the people that she's known for a long time. Like, maybe she wants to believe that maybe she's the only one that's changed. Everybody else has kind of stayed the same. I don't think... It, I, I think Egwene is the one that never changes. Yeah. Like, I she's always... This isn't a spoiler. This is just, like, her personality, I feel like. But I don't believe that she has, like, a wide character arc. Mm-hmm. I think that she's always been who she is from day one. The only thing that changes for her is the amount of power that she has. Mm-hmm. I was mostly, I think in that moment, I, what I was thinking of was, like, feelings changing. like how she felt towards Rand. Although, maybe her and Rand just, like, had those emotions for each other because it was kind of expected? Yeah, I don't know. Regardless. Regardless. She basically says, hey, Rand, by the way, I'm not in love with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, good, because, like, I'm not in love with you either. And she's having this internal monologue like, oh, he's making a really he's good show of it. He's such a brave face. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. He almost sounds like he believes it. Yeah. I'm such a catch. Uh, yeah. She says he was ready for Elaine to pick up like a lost puppy if she handled him the way they had discussed. And I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Gross, stop. She even leaves and is like, you will find someone else, Rand. Oink, oink. Come on now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
But then she wraps it up with, everyone said Two Rivers men were stubborn, but they could not match the Two Rivers women. Yeah. And she's like, I'm still convinced I can find a way to help Rand. I think this chapter, for as much as I dislike it, it has interesting tidbits in here mm-hmm. about like how Sidar versus Sidine works. Mm-hmm. Rand feeling goosebumps mm-hmm. when a woman is channeling. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really need to think to do things with fire. I liked how when they asked him how he put the flames out. Yes. And he's like, I I remember I took in the heat from the tables and spread it into the stone of the fireplace. And Elaine, Elaine gasped unconsciously, cradling her left arm for a moment because she had done exactly that and had like burned herself. Even was it like just a candle flame? Like. Even that's one of the first things that, or it's one of the major warnings that novices get is never draw heat in. But that was exactly what Rand had done. So. Yeah. And we're learning more about how siding is something that Rand has to like wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Where we get this really, I love this. Um, moment from Egwene where she talks about being the rosebud and Mm -hmm. how she kind of goes into this meditation until she becomes the actual Mm -hmm. rosebud and Rand is talking about the flame in the void Mm -hmm. and he talks about Tam Mm -hmm. and he talks about Selene Mm -hmm. using Mm -hmm. something similar. Calling it the oneness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, she, she kind of compares, she's like, I surrender it, and by surrendering, I control it. And Rand is like, I would never be able to do that. Like, if I tried to surrender to Sidine, it would just... Kill me. Yeah, it would, it would literally just rip me away from everything I know. Like, there's, that's just not even possible. So yeah. they are fighting, like, these big differences. And it's really, I think this is, like, our first time getting to talk where you have women channelers and men channelers. And I don't really know. I don't really feel like that happens very often. Later on, there are some moments. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't happen as often as it could. Yeah. But I think that's interesting how Robert Jordan approaches that because so often he goes back and rehashes old things where it's like, okay, we get it. This happened last book. We're going back. This is the refresher, mm-hmm. remember situation where it's like, don't forget, don't forget. And then stuff like this can be kind of like just plopped down into the story and it doesn't really come up mm-hmm. much afterwards. So yeah, it is kind of an important chapter, mm-hmm. even if it's not the most exciting and adrenaline filled Mm -hmm. it is it is nice to see like a queen get kind of put in her place though where she has that whole you're you're as strong as i am i know it and then she's like nope 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 just learned that um, you are much 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 stronger than i than i am something about how he she's she's calculating the weaves that he's doing and Mm -hmm. she's like what he just did doubled then quadrupled like the difficult like mm-hmm. way of like making two weaves at once mm-hmm. and then with each weave like he's doing separate things and then it's like 
exponentially becoming so intricate and so difficult that she kind of loses count. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like seeing that direct comparison because we do, like, if you haven't read the series before, we do know Rand is the Dragon Reborn. He can channel. He will be a strong channeler, but we haven't really had anything like this kind of pointing us to exactly that thing. So, yeah, so then the queen leaves, but she leaves Elaine behind. And then we go to chapter Chapter eight. eight. Yeah. Hardheads. You know, call it like you see it. Rand is left bewildered by a statement from a queen, but then Elaine bowls him over with her own declaration and request. She leaves him as the Terran High Lords enter his chambers. Poor guy is caught between being a love-struck boy and these Weasley High Lords who are trying to get one over on him. As a queen is walking away from Rand's rooms, who should drop in and ask for her advice but our dear scamp, Matt? I really liked this chapter. I liked this one. It was quick, but I love the back and forth between him thinking about Elaine mm-hmm. and then like getting down to business with <laughs> the Terran High Lords. Mm-hmm. And I think this was really interesting about everything that's happening with Grain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because we know from last book was that last book or the great hunt that was a great hunt no for what the granaries granaries are set on fire in the great kyrian mm-hmm. like right at the beginning i think no it's shortly towards after... the end that's towards the end i think that we have like confirmation because at the beginning it's oh. just rumors of like civil war approaching well isn't that because doesn't that happen after he gets to um, it's when, yeah, you're right. It's, it's when, when they get to the studying. Yeah, because they he gets to Kyrian, they leave, and shortly after that, we get the King Galdrian has been assassinated. Yeah, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, in Kyrian. Yeah, but, I like that you totally like jumped over the Queen and Rand stuff, or Elaine and Rand stuff in that chapter, and went right into the High Lords. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with with that. It's fine. It's fine. It is. He he tries to woo her, making her different things with Mm -hmm. use of the one power, Mm -hmm. and in an attempt to pretend like she's cleaning up the room, she kind of like swipes some of these feathers aside. And I thought that was really sweet. I did too. I wrote down. Uh, Elaine the Romantic, because that yeah. is a romantic gesture. Yeah, and she, I mean, come on, she's a princess. Like, she could have anything she wants, anything. and here she is sweeping some of his burnt-up feathers, bed feathers in a little <laughs> pile and saving them for herself. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cute. I like that part. That's the part that I do like. And when she's like, her heart went out to him, where she says that she wants to trust him, that she has to trust him. Like, again, Elaine's internal point of view is, I mean, even when she like kind of laughs at him and she's like, I want you to kiss me. And he's like, oh, we're not, 
we're not engaged and I'm fond of you and everything. And she's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> Kissing's done in the two rivers, but, uh, and then he kisses her and she's all like, you are uncouth, but she doesn't mean it. She loves him. Yeah. And she's, I, I think I appreciate this chapter because she knows, or she thinks she knows that he and Berlaine have done stuff and she's constantly comparing her actions mm-hmm. to what she thinks Berlaine mm-hmm. has like presented done. him with mm-hmm. and so she doesn't want to be too forthcoming because she doesn't want to be i guess compared to Berlaine she doesn't want to be um a hussy a forward hussy i think those are Words that are used to describe Berlaine throughout the last two chapters. Regardless what she thinks of Berlaine, she wants to be forthright and blunt, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to be too blunt. Too blunt, yeah. So I think, I mean, I can think back of like being young and being like, I don't, how do I, how do I deal in this situation? Like, right? what do I say? How do I act? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to look like an idiot. But I don't want to look like I know everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, like I, I feel like this is actually when we're given the age of these mm-hmm. people, like I feel like this is really solid. Well, and she follows it up like later on. And this I thought was really smart. She says, I expect you will not lack for company after I go. Just remember that some women see a man with their hearts while others see no more than a bauble to wear. No different than a necklace or a bracelet. Remember that I will come back, and I am one who sees with her heart. And, like, Rand apparently looks confused after about this for a little bit, and she's, like, worried that she said something, like, too much too fast. But at the same time... Vague. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> what he needed to hear. Like, I feel as though, again, age ranges for the the characters... He can't spend his time guessing how Elaine feels. And she can't spend time making him fall in love with her over a long period of time. So I feel like this was just the right amount of information for her to give him without coming out and being like, Oh, Rand, I love you. I love you so much. I want you to marry me. I want us to have ten children. Like, she did not come out like, Mm -hmm. like that. She was very daughter error about it she spoke it very yeah almost diplomatically yeah and that's going Mm -hmm. back to the first chapter of naive kind of saying like pretty much look we don't know how much time we've got like exactly this shit is going down Mm -hmm. dragon reborn he's here tarman guide and gonna happen are we gonna be alive next year Fuck if I know. Right? And I feel like everyone's on that fuck if I know thing. Yeah, and I mean, Nynaeve is an orphan. Like, I feel like she's a old soul. Yeah. Maybe that's why Lan, like, really is mm. attracted to her. She does have kind of this old soul. And he, I mean, God, he, same. Right? Like, yeah. orphaned as well. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have a lot in common. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. And I just think that it's interesting that we get this, like, one little bit of wisdom from the ex-wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
it made a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. It made a lot of difference. I felt like it did, yeah. He does ask her if her and Egwene, like, schemed this up between them. Mm. <laughs> she, He's like, no, they could never they do would, that. And she's she managed to combine wide-eyed innocent with mild outrage. Do you imagine we would hand you around between us like a package? That's exactly what you guys did. Yeah. Ladies, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. But she does heal him, and she says it's for being honest, and that's okay, whatever. I do I do have to giggle that Elaine thought an Aiel would be worried that she's wearing perfumes and sapphires in the morning and might think twice about that, <laughs> but all right. Yeah, I'm sure that Aiel over there is like, oh, shocking! <laughs> the young woman is walking around wearing perfume. Yeah. It's 9 a.m. <laughs> As if the Aiel know anything about uh, the Westlander what? culture. Like, they're too busy laughing at chickens and water. Like, <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. But I was like, you know what? I get it. Like, she's lived in her mother's palace where, like, mm-hmm. hierarchy and etiquette is, like, all about everything. And if she were dressed like this with this level of jewelry and perfume on and her mother saw her it would probably be very different versus right. like i don't know a bunch of stone dogs yeah it could just be me could just be me <laughs> i love that she makes this connection to rand and she thinks to gareth Bryn mm. that he could ru- rule a room in rags yeah and that rand is one of those men yes yes I never, <laughs> I never had the thought where like, oh yeah, Randall Thor, attractive man. But the way that <laughs> Elaine <laughs> is putting it down, I'm like, all right, I, I, okay, I see, I see where you're going here. We were talking earlier today about. Are we going to talk about Gareth Bren? Yes. Are yeah. We're going to talk about Henry Cavill then too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just kidding. We don't have. We don't have to. So. We were talking, yeah, we can't talk about Rodal. Spoiler. Yeah, I guess we can, kind of. Okay, so we were talking about Gareth Bryn and how we see this person Mm -hmm. and, like, how it would be kind of difficult to cast Mm -hmm. this person because in my head, Andoran, I feel like he's probably, like, Mm clean-shaven, pretty... But pretty rough around the edges, mm-hmm. you know? He kind of mm-hmm. like, he's kind of grizzled. Yes. But cleans up nicely. <laughs> I feel like there can't be any slouches and more well, gazes in court, you know? Agreed. And I mean, maybe maybe Morghese has a bit of a type. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. a little older, a little more mature, a little gray. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, I'm for it. But it can't be Henry Cavill. He's just, uh, he's too good looking. Yeah. He's too young and he's too good looking to be Gareth Bryn. Like, Gareth Bryn needs to be just slightly past his prime, but still attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah, this all came from us trying to fan cast (laughs) Henry Cavill in the Wheel of Time. Because he should be there. He should be there. Yeah, I mean, Superman, it's a good look and all. Too clean shaven. Too, too clean cut. Too clean shaven. Yeah. Get him dirty, put him in black, give him long white hair. I'm all about it. 
So basically Targaryen. Okay, okay. So maybe he needs to be in House of the Dragon instead. <laughs> I mean, he's already proven he looks amazing with white hair, so we could go there if we wanted to. I think the last thing about, like, the Egwene, oh, I'm sorry, I keep saying that, the Elaine and Rand, like, interaction is that Elaine realizes that she doesn't care what her mother thinks of her decision to want to marry Rand. And that with that, like, her, her butterflies that she had been experiencing around Rand, she was like, well, they were gone. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I am, I am a woman now. No, you are. But yes, I can understand. I am on a, I am on the path to being a woman. But yeah. And too, like, there's quite a bit of, like, I feel like it's exciting for her. Like, mm-hmm. this is the dragon reborn we're talking about here. Like, not some man Mm-mm. from, I don't know, not like this good potential royal match between her and a right. guy. Like, this is... Like someone of prophecy. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty much being like, oh, by the way, like you have a crush on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I had never thought about it. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, Elaine and Jesus sitting in the yeah, what's her? What's her, what's her mother going to say? Well, that's you know? just it. As I was like, okay, but your mom's going to have a lot to say about this, Elaine. Like, Everybody knows, you know, what happened before with the dragon and how he killed everybody that he loved. And, like, do you think she's going to be thrilled that you are, yeah, decided that you're going to be attached to this man, like, for the rest of your life? But if she were to marry the dragon reborn, I mean, that's that's such a... Mm-hmm. higher position mm-hmm. than the queen of andor so yes yeah i don't disagree i think it would be like a mother's concern for her daughter's well-being more than it would be a question of position true true and i'm just saying way. like that's why i think that she's just like i don't care so what <laughs> whatever my mom thinks like i'm doing this yeah yeah and then we we move to high lords Rand having his moments with the the High Lords and everything, and the whole, like, dreams coming true, and here he is with... Nan, I do feel really bad for him having to deal with these men, because they are just despicable. Yeah, so they have, from, if I got this correctly, they have a grain surplus, Mm -hmm. and... They don't want to do what Rand wants them to do because mm-hmm. I think they're going to try and like manipulate the market so that prices stay as high as possible. It seems about right. Yeah. And Rand is like, oh, and by the way, like you're not going to make struggling farmers pay higher mm-hmm. taxes. Oh, and by the way, you can sell some of that grain to Mayan. Mm-hmm. And their eyes are like ready to pop out of their freaking skulls. Yep. And he's like, and if you don't like it. Oh, and offered an Ilian. Yeah. Like they're offered rivals. an Ilian, give it to Mayan, like all of these things that they're like, oh, but Ilians are just terrible. And we've always dealt with Mayan from strength and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and where they say we have always sold our grain to Kyrian, like Kyrian's the only nation that can buy grain. Right. But then always for the 20 years since the Iowa War. 
So, like, always has been all of two decades. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have some pretty strong words for everyone, and Rand kind of loses his shit. Oh, he does. I did like that part quite a bit. Me too. So, okay, so this is one of those sections where what I think of is one of my political science classes where it was like, what is the best form of government? What is the best way to manage a nation? And the answer comes down to, for some philosophers, that you need a philosophical monarch who can think of the good of the people and not just of themselves and be intelligent enough to look at it from every single side and then say, okay, now you do it. And there's no one that can like kick back on that. And that's exactly what Rand does here is he's like, you will cut taxes. Yeah. Don't argue. You are just going to do it. And they're like, you're going to be like, like, ask Berlaine, ask her exclamation points. Yeah. But what about the shareholders? <laughs> All right, Reese. Yeah, so it was just like, I, I like that we have this. This is another political section of the book that I find really interesting because, again, you're seeing one country having too much and not being willing to share and then like, oh, we want to continue to like bully this country and Rand's idea that this is all a bunch of bullshit and it needs to stop. And is anyone else going to be able to get these assholes to do anything differently? Probably not. And I mean, they're just aching for a chance to like boot him anyway. So, oh, but then Aguin is walking along and Matt falls in behind her. And then she starts judging him. Right. Because, well, she feels as though he's never going to change. She talks about him like that. But then, like a... Serving woman. Mm-hmm. And winks at Matt, and Matt grins at her. And Aguin's like, that woman had to be ten years older than Nynaeve. Okay. Oh, Narc. Okay. Right? Aguin seems to have... A sincere desire to help Matt once. He's he's like, I need your advice about something. Um, but, but then she said, she was like, what do you want advice about? And he says, Worst I don't know. Fucking advice. <laughs> ever. Oh, yes. Yes. Ever. But then her saying, it was a 10 pace drop to the garden. Besides, there were men down there she reading thinks about, she, she thinks, thinks about, about throwing him. him off the balcony. Yep. A yep. 10 foot fall. Yep. yep. And she's worried about him falling on one of the gardeners. Not the rose bushes, the gardeners. What like, is going on here? That, that could potentially kill him, Aguin. Like, I'm sure this is just supposed to be, I don't know. I'm sure it's not intentional, just her, like, I mean, I hope it's not intentional. I, I, what, is, what else is it supposed to be? Who thinks to themselves like that? I don't think to myself that would be so funny if my Weird dear ex- friend, like, fell off, if I you pushed them off. I don't either, and I don't Unless know many I, people that I've ever been that annoyed with. You know, like, even in, like, a single moment. I have. Well, I mean, like, oh, I have friends. But I, like, yeah. I need your help. I'm now annoyed with you, and I want to push you off a thing. Like, that's, I've, I've never had that. I have thought someone 
to be incredibly annoying. Yes. But I've never thought about throwing them off of the balcony. I mean, it seems like a pretty small thing to, like, either really super duper injure someone Egwene, or are you okay someone. she's not are you I really okay don't, i don't think she is i really don't i really hope that the tv show does Egwene better i yeah i think they will i think they will i, I think they are i agree i agree this whole um fighting over Egwene thing though that has got to go no that is, this no <laughs> love triangle Mm-mm. don't Darn. let that happen that's that's terrible. Cut it out. Can we just pretend that that moment (laughs) never happened in season one and never mentioned again in season two? Just act like that never happened, guys. Just leave it there. I groaned Uh, internally. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about pushing myself off of a balcony. (laughs) (laughs) No one needed to push you. You were just willing to like topple over on your own. Okay, I'm good now. What I think is really silly is that when Matt is like, I don't know what I need advice about. I don't know what the next direction is that I need to take. I feel trapped. She's like, well, Moraine just told us about this redstone doorway. And you can't, but you can't ask the wrong questions or they probably will maim and kill you. Right. So make sure your questions are good questions. Right. How the fuck is he supposed to know, like, what to do? And he's like, shiny, I, I mean... Yes. Matt jumps into things without thinking sometimes. Yes. And, you know, it's part of his deal. Like, that's why we love him. Yes. He's he's the fool tarot he's card. The fool. Like, just take the lead. Yep. Toss the dice. But he puts himself in very dangerous situations. And Egwene is just, like, dangling this right in front of his face. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you trying to get him mm-hmm. killed? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it gives you answers. It It gives you answers. And he's like, that's what I'm looking for. And she's like, but you have to promise, Matt. You have to promise that you won't go in there or try it unless you talk to the one person you have specifically told me you want to avoid talking to, which is Moraine. So, like, he has to promise to talk to Moraine. And if Moraine says it's okay, then he can go into the redstone doorway. And, yeah, Matt's, you know good at keeping his word, but he, like, almost dances an Aes Sedai jig at the end of this, and he's like, I promise I won't go near that thing unless my life depends on it. And, I mean, who determines the idea of Matt's life depending on it in this situation? A queen or Matt? I feel it's probably Matt. Yeah. I just, I just feel like that was so foolish of her. She never should have said anything to him about it. She didn't know enough about it. She's repeating it secondhand. Moraine probably didn't share everything there was to know about it with him, with with them, like the Black Aja hunters. And so, and Moraine even says, you speak of walking into something that land with a hundred warders would not walk into. Like, it's super dangerous. But she's dangerous. the one who opened the door for him. Like, exactly. If it's dangerous, just don't tell him, Don't baby. tell him. Don't tell him. I That's just feel like, like that. this is terrible advice it's like that psychology test where you like put something in front of a little kid and say i'm gonna turn my back marshmallow test don't take it yep Mm -hmm. you know what's gonna happen right yeah yeah we all do we all do if you like what you hear rate and review us anywhere you listen to the podcast this helps new listeners find the show this podcast is brought to you by you 
If you'd like to fund the show and receive cool stuff while doing it, check out The Road to Tarvalin on Patreon. All tiers can join us weekly for live recordings on our Discord server. Lastly, our Wheel of Time shop has a new web address and international shipping is finally live. Find all the links in our show notes and thanks for listening and joining us on the road to Tarvalin. So then should we move to chapter nine decisions? Sure, yeah. Okay, so chapter nine is decisions. We get a POV from most of our main folks at this time. Bit of a breakdown on where they all are and what they are trying to do. Rand receives yet another unexpected visit from Celine, another woman who claims ownership of him, but her revelation of being Lanfears spoils, spoils things a bit for him. There's danger slipping in his room and chaos waiting on the other side of the door. Yeah, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Really, this chapter, I mean, not a lot to say about it. Mm-mm. Uh, Stolen kisses, lots of stolen kisses. Lots of stolen kisses. So we learn in this chapter how much Elaine is kind of prepping Rand for a leadership role Mm -hmm. and kind of politicking with him and giving him really solid advice. Yeah. Where I'm like, damn it, like, Elaine, you're just fucking cool. Mm -hmm. You are just really cool. Mm -hmm. And he takes her advice. Like, that's the part that she likes the most is, like, and she does asks her, and he takes her advice, and she doesn't want credit for it. Right? Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wants him to be seen as the one who's savvy. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, she's like, make them think you know more than they thought you did. Right. She has a lot to offer this mm-hmm. young woolhead in training. <laughs> I have to say, I think my favorite one is Nynaeve, like, going on moonlit walks on the battlements with Lan and trying to cook for him, even though she's basically yes. a really terrible cook. Nynaeve can't cook. Right. It is known. Yeah. And I also like that Amanda and Egwene are becoming friends. And I think that that's good for Egwene at this time as Elaine, Elaine is developing her relationship with Rand. And Nynaeve is spending more time with Lan. And so for Gwen to still have someone that she can laugh with probably helps a lot. Yeah. I love that. This is one of the, the Aiel moments that I always liked was how when Avienda walks in on a Gwen in her bath. Yes. She's not uncomfortable because a Gwen is naked. In fact, like, she takes off all of her clothes and sits down naked while Green is in the tub. She's just shocked by the amount of water. <laughs> that she's wasting. That she's getting dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet blood feuds have been fought over the amount of water Green is using for her bath. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the chapter where Rand threatens to hang some of the High Lords. Because all of the his ultimatums are going unheard, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of doing whatever they want. Yeah, Tom is not in. Is he? Tom he's, is it, he's, in mentioned. This. he's mentioned. He's mentioned because mm-hmm. he's been slipping Rand mm-hmm. little notes in his jacket pocket yeah. and giving Rand like the heads up of where they're going to be meeting without him. Mm-hmm. So all of these. All of these high lords, I had to restrain myself. I had a very, like, 
had a really big cuss word on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> but they're they're meeting secretively, mm-hmm. trying to go behind Rand's back. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for Tom and Elaine, our boy Rand would be screwed right now. Yeah. Because for all of Moraine mm-hmm. wanting to help him, mm-hmm. she ain't really doing much. And mm-hmm. if she is, Robert Jordan isn't telling us about it. That's true. And, like, the advice that she has, the path that she wants him to take, is it really goes against Rand as a person. Like, everyone who knows him who's like, I can't see Rand wanting to start a war. Like, I feel like that's the last thing he would want to do. And, yeah, with the the High Lords, he says, if I have to hang High Lords every day, two by two, I will. I will send every last one of you to the gallows if you won't obey me. Now get out of my sight. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're mad. You're mad, Rand. I get it. And he has, like, that question, like, if the herons on his hands, name him true. What, what about the dragons? What does that matter? So he's thinking about that. And as that thought is, like, piling through his head, Celine arrives. Mm-hmm. just walks in his room, apparently, and is like, oh, you've changed since the last time I saw you. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to see you, Celine. Um, if things are bad for you, I'm really sorry. You know, I'll find you a nice place to stay here in the stone and, you know, we'll get your lands back from you when things have settled down in Kyrian. And she's like, oh, so someone, huh, someone's maybe marked you? How about, how about I show you what I really look like, who I really am, Rand? And he's like, oh my God, you're hideous. <laughs> no, he's like, you're a beautiful woman. You've right even. Yeah. But I guess, like, we get this moment from Rand where he is actually remembering who she is because he's like, you, you always wanted power. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how do I know this? It feels right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's right. And she's like, you are always into that chit, Ileana, that Mm straw-haired, milksop chit. Whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> milksop. The, that pale-haired milksop stole you. And I think he thinks that she's talking about Elaine for, like, a moment. But, like, that's where he, like, pops in with, and you loved power. And he's like, wait, but that does sound right. Yeah, and then we have this, like, question mark, and he's like, wait, how did you get in? Wait, where are my guards? Wait, what have you done with my guards? Mm-hmm. And she's like... Maniacal, like, nothing. She offers to have Asmodian teach him how to wield the power. Like, that's one of the things that she brings to him. My favorite male Forsaken. Yeah. He's he's a fun one. He's a fun one. There's a gray man attack on Rand that Mm -hmm. he swiftly cuts his hand off and then stabs him in the heart. Mm -hmm. That was fun. That was fun. Mm -hmm. But then... Like, he's standing there, he's got Lanfear right in front of him, and he's like, oh, I can't, I can't kill you. I mean, even if I was strong enough to be able to do it, I can't do it, because you're a woman, and that's what I see in front of me, and so she's off the hook again. And again, like, that's where it comes in with the, what did you do with my, with my guards? How did you get in here? And she's like, I didn't do anything. And then she's like, don't go out there. She's like, this may only be a test, but... 
And then, of course, the last line of the chapter is he flung open the left-hand door onto a scene of madness. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun little chapter. Fun little chapter, only for the fact that... It leads into a scene of madness? Yeah. Okay. Because that's my favorite part. <laughs> I'm really eager to read this next chapter because I'm, I'm almost afraid of being disappointed again. Well, let's talk about spoilers. Okay. So, there's not a lot that really jumps out at me in these ones. Mm-mm. I do think that there is a... I think I like this politicking in this cha- in these chapters quite a bit because I think it's here when he's trying to force the tyrants to sell grain mm-hmm. to Ilion. This comes back later, mm-hmm. and if it were if it were, had not been for this and Ilion, he wouldn't have been received by the Ilianers mm-hmm. mm-hmm. later and crowned by them. I think that's a really good point. So, like, this one little moment Mm -hmm. does a lot. Yeah, it kind of saves him in a way. Yeah. You know? Like, if he would have just kept going with this, it would have been... I mean, who knows? It could have been so much more destructive. And who knows if he would have been able to keep the Aiel. Right. If he would have been like, and now I go off and I attack Ilian. What I'm curious about in this one is when they're talking about Lord Gabriel in Morgesa's court and Elaine is, is like she's pretty sure that Matt exaggerated and she says if Lord Gabriel she had never even heard of him before Matt spoke his name if this fellow dreamed he could gain power through Morgesa she would give him a rude awakening okay so if Elaine has never heard his name before and we are aware that the Forsaken are moving in on every major nation they possibly can get their hands on. Is she just being deliberately obtuse to not think that that is potentially a Forsaken posing? posing Does she as a know Lord? that they're infiltrating every nation, though? Well, that's what they talked about. Is that like there's uh, whoever had been in Tyr, there was someone Samael as an Ilian. And I think part of this is, like, that part of this discussion is, like, the Forsaken are not sitting still. They are setting themselves up in every spot that they can. And I feel like there's a spot in here where they're, like, maybe even if it's Moraine who's saying that they're trying to get into, like, each nation. And, I mean, if it's happened in Tyr, if it's happened in Ilion, then why would it not even like without even thinking about it why isn't that even a thought that might happen in andor as well you know what i mean i do so that that's my spoiler thought from that chapter yeah i don't think i don't think i have anything else for spoilers for that chapter i have one for chapter 7 that makes me kind of sad okay are you okay if we go to chapter seven? Yeah, sure. It's the mention of Mangan. Do you know who he is? How's it spelled? M-A-N-G-I-N. He's one of the Aiel. And he's outside 
with Gaul and the other stone dogs, and he's the one who uh, kills a man in Kyrian way later in the series for having tattoos of dragons put on his arms, like what the clan chiefs wear, and it's after the declaration that Rand made that any man who commits murder will be hung. And Mangan's like, I'll bring the rope myself, and like, blah, 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 like, Aeol humor and whatnot. And he doesn't play a big role, but in that moment, like, I just thought about what's coming later for this man. Like, he's he's one of the first Aeol to cross the Dragon Wall for Rand. You know, he was at the Stone of Tear when it fell for Rand, and now Rand is the one who has to order his execution. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just made me kind of sad. I don't think I have any other ones for in here for chapter seven. Did you have any chapter seven ones? You know, I didn't have a ton from this chapter or from these chapters in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a lot of setup. Mm-hmm. I we agree. do have the. I'm jumping to the last chapter because mm-hmm. it's the only one that I really have one for. Yeah. But Lanfear explains to Rand about some Angriol, one made for a man, one made for a woman, which is really important mm-hmm. because obviously that's how he cleanses Sidene. Mm-hmm. But I just like that of all the people that come and go, like, Nynaeve is his ride or die. Like, she will so fucking do anything for this boy. Aww. And it's kind of interesting that it's brought up, like, from Lanfear. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that gives him probably this idea mm-hmm. in the first place. And it's interesting because out of all of the people out there i didn't guess that it was going to be naive i mean i didn't i didn't guess how he was going to cleanse sidene but the fact that there's this angriel for a man and a woman i guess i never really knew who it would be i guess i kind of thought Egwene, but no it wasn't i never really i never really thought that a a successful cleansing of sidene was actually going to happen. Yeah, I thought that this was going to... I thought that these Angriel were going to end up being, like, for the last battle, mm-hmm. is what I thought. Yeah. But, to be honest, <laughs> I think... I'm... I'm mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for saying this. I feel a little bit embarrassed, but... I did not think that the whole Rand versus the Dark One battle was interesting like i was ready for like opening the gates of hell Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. like i don't know like apocalyptic hellfire Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. instead it was like being in a dark room and hearing voices and i'm like oh okay but we've sidelined the most powerful male Channeler and the most powerful female channeler mm-hmm. in the last battle, and I was kind of like, "Well, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 
And then we have people like Tom, who is just doing awesome, <laughs> awesome stuff, where I'm like, this is not what I expected. Tom so, with the last battle is like, I'm, and I mean, so good. And I totally loved the last book. Like, there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. Very satisfied with it. But just... Certain places. Yeah, well, it's just like, I really didn't expect it. And uh-huh. it, as I read it, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, wow, like, I really didn't think that it was going to be like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe disappointed. I, I wasn't really disappointed. I was just like, what is shocked? What is the other one that she's talking about, though? Because it's the Shodan Call, and then what's the other one? There are only two more powerful than Kalendor that a man can use. One, access. At least I know. What is it? Oh, I thought she was just talking about the access keys. I thought I I thought she was talking about the Chodan call for one. And I feel as though maybe the other one is the one that Demon Dread has at like the end of the series. River of Souls, the old <laughs> what is it? His, His baton of magic. His magic wand. <laughs> right. Like, because I was wondering if that was what that other, like, if that's what she was referring to. Because I could not think of, I could not think of another one other than that one. Can you read it real quick? Uh, what Lanfear says? Yeah. Uh, so she's talking about Kalendor, and she says, There are only two more powerful that a man can use. One at least I know still exists. Okay. But she doesn't tell him what they are because she says, I will not trust you with that yet. Is it the fat little man? I don't think the fat little man is like a super strong one. Isn't it like just a little bit enough to like give him like a tiny bit of an edge over other people? Fat bald man? Yeah, I was going to say we could probably ask Google. Well, it doesn't say a whole lot about it. It is the only known example of a male angriol compared to the multitude and the possession of women. That's super helpful. But if it's one of the only ones that is that works for a mat for a man, well then I may have found it. Sakarnan, S A K A R N E N says also known as Dejet or simply the scepter. During the Age of Legends, is a male Sa'angriel used by the forces of the Shadow during the last battle. The Karnan is the second most powerful Sa'angriel ever made for Sidene, more powerful than Kalendor, but not as powerful as the male Chodan Call. So that's probably what Demon Dread it is. His, Demon Dread his... claimed to have bonded to Sa'karnan to himself. Well, mystery solved. Mystery solved. Thank Let's you. Let's wrap it up. I'm good with that. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. And until next time. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.